How you doing? Good. Awesome. Good. Yeah. So uh, Phil has a new show coming up on Thursdays from eight to ten. You want to tell us about the zoo? It's called the zoo, and uh, it's going to be an open mic format for the first three weeks and the last Thursday of every month it'll be a booked showcase uh, and I will book comics who come to the open mic uh, that I meet and and like and the stipulation uh, for both the open mic and the showcase is to tell one non-sexual animal joke rad well we're listening to the blue oyster cult tonight so I'm sure I could tell some joke about blue oysters do it well, yeah not not right I'll have to write one <laughs> but I'm excited uh, for you to be training and for us to be doing the joke workshop and for the upcoming zoo to be upcoming uh, tonight we have a full list on joke workshop so please remember what's gonna happen you're gonna do a four minute set if when you hear the horn it means you have a minute left and then we have four minutes of commentary by a panel of our comedian peers that'll be up in front also Phil will hopefully be weighing in the whole night please remember that if you're gonna feed someone a shit sandwich make the bread taste good that's a nice compliment sandwich with a fluffy toasted brioche bun on top uh, some shit in the middle and a nice bun on the bottom to hold it all together so that people don't go home and uh, try to kill themselves I might I might wipe my ass with the bread first before I give it to them. You know, that, that's, I think, the way to go. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, then you're really using, you're not just throwing it away, you're actually utilizing it. Yeah, I yeah, really you got to use the bread that. for all it's worth. Yeah, re- reuse, renew, recycle. Uh, well, we're going to get started here. I'm going to run around there. Uh, everybody clap wildly. It's the Joke Workshop. Yay! Yay! Here we go, getting started at the Joke Workshop. Our first comedian, uh, we just had a really interesting conversation outside, and I'm going to let Dom Gellin talk about uh, about that for you, but put your hands together for your first... Oh, we need one more person to come up and be on the dedicated panel. Can someone commit to listening and telling, giving comments? Can anyone commit? I'll commit. All right, Ethan Albers. He is ready to commit. I am so excited. Put your hands together uh, for Paul Sanford. Here, here we go. Here we go. Hey, I'm not going to pass my cards out because what's been happening to me lately is people do, the, they have favorite cards and I don't get to work new material in my act. See? So I pass out cards to the audience and they hold them up. And I got to tell you, I don't get horny. I get nostalgic. And, you know, and I look, I can still objectify women. You know, I've been good at that. I've been doing that for years. It's all in my head. You know? But anyway. Uh, let's see. A Jew, a woman, and a bigot walked into a bar and ran for president. <laughs> okay, that, that's the question. Is that the joke? You know, is that a joke? Okay. Uh, president Ben Carson, I had that removed from my brain. But, but uh, Carlos Santana, OJ, Mitt Romney, H- Hillary Clinton, Iggy Pop, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Meathead, and Paul Sanford. What do those people have in common? All born in 1947. Okay. Hey, the reason we get Social Security is because old people like me, we do the four-letter word, and we do it regularly and often, and we do it well. The four-letter word, you know, vote. All right. All right. David Bowie born January 1947. Paul Sanford born December 1947. So, ladies, 
You got 10 months? All right, never mind. Okay, uh, so why is Donald Trump running for president? Well, he was playing truth or dare, and he never tells the truth, so he took the dare. Okay, I can't, okay, New Hampshire, they just caught on that Cruz was a Latino name, that's all. <laughs> Harriet Tubman, they think that they're going to put her, her picture on the $20 bill? Yeah, so then we can liberate them. You know, the cash door didn't come in. Yeah, Harriet must have taken those 20s off on the Underground Railroad. Hey, person said to me, you don't look like Hillary. That is the most indirect way of calling me a cocksucker I've ever heard. <laughs> Miles, okay, okay. So people are always telling me I look like Bernie. Yeah, I have no foreskin, no hair on my head, no chance of being president. You're supposed to boo that because there is a chance he'll be president. But, you know, um, gotta slow down. I, you know, I have to slow down because I don't want you to think I'm completely out of control, that this is Jurassic Park, and that the, 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 the comedian is come off, gonna come off the stage and eat the tourists. You're safe. You're relatively safe. Scalia is dead. Are you sure? Did you check? Because we know he didn't have a heart. <laughs> Trump is hilarious. Oh yeah, President Trump will be a gold mine for comedians until he starts until he starts rounding us up and putting us in death camps. Okay. So, vote. That's not a joke. You know, Bernie ran so that people would vote, and if he doesn't get nominated and you don't vote in protest. Bernie ran in vain. And uh, yes, I do have womb envy. I'm a real, because the womb is, have you seen a woman give birth? I mean, to have that much concentration and power and, and, and to face pain, it, 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 no, I got womb envy. Anyway, that's, 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 uh, oh, somebody called me a twat the other day, which I considered a promotion because they used to call me a dick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, everybody put your hands together for Paul Sanford. All right, here we you are. Missed you missed comedy gold. People here just we are in. on the panel for Paul Sanford. It's yeah. uh, Ethan Albers, Pam Benjamin, and in the booth, Phil Gillies. Uh, who wants to go for my? Can I go first, oh, I guess? Oh, let's go, let's go. Okay. Go, go first, do for it. Uh, I. One, two, three. That's one, two, three, baby. Uh, I liked it. I, uh, you definitely have an agenda, Paul. That's for sure. There's an agenda. Well, those are all my political jokes. Yeah. I, I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I like what, that. What, what I, is the agenda? Uh, well, to get people to vote. You're, you're doing the old man thing, trying to get people yeah. to vote yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. It's good. I liked it. Uh, I like the Hillary thing. I like, there's a lot of good jokes in there, actually. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, you're a lot tamer. I saw you do pretty much, I think, the same set last night at Brainwash, and you crushed. You did really good. So I don't think there's a lot of, really a lot of critique I can actually give you, because I saw, I saw work last night in front of a crowd of people. Okay. Good job. You, you, okay, good. Yeah. I, I don't know if the, the cards work when you hold them. I know they don't. I know oh, they okay. Don't. Yeah, because yeah, then it's just like, you might I, as well just keep I them know. to yourself and use I, them as no cards. Of but, course, of course. Um, I, I guess there weren't enough people here when I started to make sure I could to get, get them all, all held the up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like the new political stuff too. I think that the, but I, I mean, just, um, 
I don't know. It's like, it's that whole thing, engaging versus performing and Mm -hmm. you're, you know, having a script and still engaging. I don't know. I didn't, I think that your material is funny right now. I think all that, all of that um, political stuff is well written and I'm glad you're writing it because I'm not. So that's good. (laughs) The shirt and the shirt goes with it. On the way here, I was telling Luigi how much I appreciate the joke workshop because I can always use it in a focused way. So today I wanted to try out the jokes. Other times I have been trying yeah. out my persona on stage and got right. feedback. I mean, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. I uh, actually there I mean there's there one, one I didn't understand. Okay, good. Go, can you hold can you where are the cards that you went through? Let me go through them while Ethan talks so I can uh, just the ones that you went through. Well, no, I think it's uh, cuz everything's kind of everything you're doing is pretty like current event relevant. So a lot of that stuff Give won't Yeah, okay. <laughs> A lot of the stuff you're doing probably won't, you know, in a, yeah, the, in a this, year, it's all current event stuff. If I do five minutes, I'll be lucky if two of these come up in the cards, because the cards are random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I have to be ready to hit that joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think you're doing the right thing. Just, yeah. uh, you know, working it. Like, anytime I do anything current event, I just kind of, I don't put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, just kind of riff. I didn't understand the, the Harriet Tubman one. I didn't know where you were going oh. with that. And it's I actually the $10 bill. Understand. But they, they're talking about putting a woman on the $10 bill, and Harriet Tubman is one of the candidates. I so I think they are doing that, isn't it, like official? I think Tara Tubman is actually, actually is that, am I wrong on that one, guys? Isn't she official? It's not official yet? It's not official. It's going to be Okay. But it's, it is definitely going to be a female, though. And then yeah. I just think that's exciting that if you want to tap the till, you can take out the 10 and say that Harriet just took them over the border on the Underground Railroad. It's whimsical, but you don't get it. Okay. Tap, like, like the old-timey <laughs> register, like a ching tap the yeah, till. Yeah, you just reach in and take the $10 bills out and put them in your pocket and say, oh, they're on the Underground Railroad. You know, I know. Yeah, but the thing, the reason that doesn't it's work is who's stealing the... But it, it, because she's black and you're talking about, like, bills, like, it almost comes across as, like... In well, my he, mind, I'm like, is he being strangely, vaguely racist? Like, no, stealing money no, is a Harriet black thing black Tubman people do? ran the Underground oh, no, Railroad I understand, that but, saved slaves to made them free. But what does that have to do with money? Well, we made the $10 bills free. Is Harriet Tubman that? The Underground Railroad? She was the Underground Railroad. Of course. Railroad, yeah. I thought she was in Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, am I wrong on that one? <laughs> I, look, it, it doesn't work, you know, but... but Maybe I make it worse I just, sometime. Well, I just wanted to see if... Because yeah. I, I didn't understand it. That's all I wanted. I know. It's, I like it, to fall. It, it's, it's really tough when you have to have a seminar on the joke, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Phil, do you have anything to say? I would like to hear more about uh, Bernie Sanders' foreskin because I heard you compare yeah. to that. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's what they have in common. Yeah. Oh, you like that? I, you like that, Phil? You like the well, I just of... wonder now, how do you know that Bernie Sanders doesn't have he's a He's a Jew. Is he a Jew? <laughs> what if he's an unorthodox Jewish Jew? They all, it's the covenant with God in the Bible, in the Old Testament a long time ago made them chop off their dicks in like Leviticus and shit. Okay. So what, doing she's a Jew. And, been alive and what I've Leviticus actually been doing, sure. I wear this God. thing, people God. say, I like your shirt, you look like Bernie, and I say, how did you know I don't have a foreskin? And that's just the quick and dirty jo- version of it. And I tried to score more on it. Okay, but all right, everybody, clap. Paul Sanford. All right, your next comedian. He hails all the way from Brooklyn, New York, via somewhere in Canada, deep, deep, deep in the northern wildlands. He has joined us. I don't know how long he's going to be here. You better enjoy him while he's here. Put your hands together. It's Kelly Cry. Oh, that happens, right? Yeah, I totally. Yeah. I should switch. 
microphone stands or something. Just minor technical difficulties, guys. It's okay. The show will go on. I know how desperate you are to hear my jokes, so. Boom. I feel terrible. <laughs> I, I have food poisoning right now. Yeah, I ate a bad Chipotle burrito. Oh. And ironically enough, not from Chipotle. <laughs> Just actual a Chipotle burrito. A breakfast burrito. It was harsh. I puked in my van five times. So I now smell like vomit, which is appealing. And then I just paid a dude in a bar $5 to listen to, like, crazy shit come out of my body. Which kind of reminds me of an open mic in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Pay them five bucks for that nonsense. Uh, I had this thought that I was thinking in my, like, crazy state of sitting and having whatever battle in my stomach was like, cum should taste better, no? <laughs> I really think that it should. It's like it's a crazy thing. Something you'll never hear uh, out of somebody's mouth like sitting at a diner eating a steak. If the waiter comes up and is like, hey, how's everything going? How is everything? Well, I just have to say, the steak cooked to perfection. The salad, absolutely delicious. If I could give one suggestion, though, just a little more cum. If I could just get a little bit of cum on this, it'd be amazing. Right? Is that crazy, ladies? Like, have you ever given a blowjob and a guy blew his load down your throat? And you're like, hmm, if I could have seconds, I would be all for that. No, it's not that, it's not that good. Even women's cum isn't that good, but guys always talk about it. They're like, it's incredible. Oh, I ate her out and she tasted delicious. If that's true, then why are we not bottling this stuff up and selling it to like Nesty for thousands of dollars? Why is that not happening? Uh, just a quick segue here. Uh, talking about my van, I, I do, I live in a van and I'm single. And I don't know if those two things correlate or not. But I'm yet to hear a woman go, oh, did he say van? <laughs> Can somebody find a for those? <laughs> They're soaked. On the West Coast, like in New York, they're like, you live in a van? <laughs> You're homeless. But now in California, it's like, mm, I could be a property owner. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, though, like I'm not getting laid as much as I want to, so I'm thinking of becoming gay. And I know there's PC people out there that are like, it's not a choice. I can't believe you'd say something like that. Well, it isn't a choice for some people but it can be, right? Like if I want to go out to the club tonight and meet a guy named Kevin and suck his dick and he fucks me in the ass and I fuck him in the ass and then we start going out and have a date and a romantic relationship, we get married, boom, that's a choice. Thank you, right? You can't be the gatekeeper of the gay world. You can't sit there and be like, hmm, only one way in, <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, that's my time, thanks so much guys. Uh, comments. If anyone else has any comments in the audience too, there are more microphones that you can saddle up to. You want to? Oh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, like the van thing, awesome. Uh, side note: one of the guys I know that gets laid the most, Elvis, lives in a van. So it's actually 100% true. That dude is fighting women off all over the U.S. It's ridiculous. Like I don't know why. Uh, 
You got to, you got to talk, dude. Yeah. Uh, side note. Yeah, I'll talk about him later. Um, I don't know the the van thing's good because I like that's that's genuine uh, food poisoning thing. I'm sorry if that's true. That that just that I felt the pain on that one. I've been there before. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like with uh, any time, like like a cum joke or anything like that comes up, I always I always think, am I going to be the most original on that and I don't know if it's the most original take I think you have an idea there just uh, you, there's an old saying that like your first punchline is not the best punchline I think just kind of maybe search for exactly yeah just uh, something I there, think though. there's definitely like a time like you can if you were like in some country bar where everybody was just totally drunk and you know they were just like heckling and being loud like you could just bust that one out for a quick easy oh laugh. yeah 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 like, definitely yeah there's a time and place for cum jokes yeah um yeah if you're if you're i think if you're going um for originality and like you want to like shine through in a showcase i i would just keep that one in your back pocket for for like a room where um just people don't really really care or that I think much you almost got there at the end with uh when you start getting into the woman smell because it's like you almost got there with uh, you talking about coffee for a second or something? Did you or did I put that in my head? I kept thinking freeze-dried lady cum would be like instant coffee that you could put it in. I didn't know if you said that or if that was just my brain because it was almost like you finished it and then I was like, oh, if you freeze-dried lady cum and put it like Nescafe. It's because you said Nescafe. No, you said Nestea. You said, or you didn't even, I didn't even hear Nestle. I heard Nestea, which is a dehydrated fake tea right that you add to water and you stir it with a spoon and so that's why I thought I was like nest tea oh shit with lady cum and it's like dehydrated with weird little crystals like Folgers are you hallucinating right now Pam <laughs> that's just where his joke took she me literally to. filled in a whole other joke out of your joke did anybody notice that one yeah, uh, yeah. so if you, you listen to this later if you want it, it's yours I don't I try not to talk about any cum yeah. at all Right now, right? It's not, that's a lie. I talk about come all the time. Uh, yeah, and then uh, what the last part was the the turning gay thing. Uh, I mean, I've heard that. I've heard other people do that, so I don't know if it's most original. So it's one of those things that if you want to hit it, uh, anytime it's anything like that, you you like Ralphie May says if you're going to talk about current events or you're going to talk about something that's like really trigger word like sensitive like that, be the go-to person on that bit. So if you don't think that you are the go-to person or your comedic abilities isn't there, then I probably want to touch it just because it's kind of opening up for a whole world of, eh, if I can send that, you know, shit like that. PC. Yeah, exactly. Gay people. I want to hear more about the van, why you wound yeah. up in a van, why you out here on the West Coast, more of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime you go more personal, there's, uh, it's the, the best thing you can do. And he's so personable too. On yeah, exactly. Like yeah. You're really likable. And yeah, exactly. even, I even really enjoyed your Chipotle story about um, the thingy. There is actually, I just read a cool quote uh, recently. Uh, generality is the death of art. So the more specific you go and the more like in, like, you know, dude, you live in a van. You got it. <laughs> you're winning. You're uh, winning. I, well, just my comment, I don't know if this is on. I want to second the emotion of the first thing that was said that this is a very in-your-face set, right? It's very aggressive and in-your-face. And if they're not buying it, you need a parachute that you can get out of it and, do, and go to something else. I mean, if, they're, if, they, you know, if they start throwing things, and, you know? Because, because it, you know, if, if, it, I appreciate it that you're hitting us with it, you know? But it is so in-your-face that you, you, should be, you should be aware that maybe the audience won't like it at all and you need to get out of it. Okay. 
Okay. Come, come usually is in your face. Put your hands together for Kelly Cry. We need a new comedian up on the panel because your next comic was just giving great comments on the panel, and now it's his turn. So, so all right, jump up, Ginny. Yeah. All right, everybody, clap wildly for your next comedian. It's Ethan Albers. Clap, stop, stop, stop. Stop! Oh, we have so much time. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Jesus. I don't give a fuck, Tommy, if you're from the East Coast, okay? Stop. Somebody says stop, you stop. Let me find my jokes I wrote. Okay, you can clap a little bit more. Come on, clap, guys, clap. Stop, stop, I found my joke. I found my joke. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Don't judge me. Don't, no, don't be like that. This is going to be bad. Fuck you, Ethan. Dude, I'm surprised we haven't fucked. He lives in an RV. I live in a bus, dude. If we had sex, we would make a little van and Kelly would come out, right? That's how that works. That's magical. I don't know. I, uh, I'm, I love... You actually have a real, like, I don't know if it's a, uh, like a tattoo. You have a tattoo, right, on your uh, inside arm? Did I notice that? Uh, yeah. 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 I, uh, I, lo- I love tattoos. I, like, I don't have any, but I love them. I love John Gallagher, ladies and gentlemen. A big round of applause for Johnny G. Thanks for interrupting my set. Real fucking smooth. It's, go- it's all, I'm bombing now because of you, Gallagher. I, uh, I like tattoos, though. Uh, I like really good art. I really like good art. But even more than really good art, I like really terrible art. I like terrible tattoos. And not because it's like, oh, that's permanently on their body, because that shows that person's... Tattoos are... What did I say? Tattoos are permanent emotional stamps on you, right? Time stamps for that period. I enjoy that. I enjoy seeing a shitty tattoo. Like, I was with a friend recently... And he has a couple of really terrible waves tattooed on his bicep, and he can't flex anymore. Just like ridiculous, kind of like fucking Poji's wave. And he has a face on his arm that you could draw with like fucking permanent markers. Garbage tattoos, terrible, terrible tattoos. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, man. At least I show my mistakes in my body. And that upset me because I've made plenty of mistakes, right? And I don't have any on my body. But like, I have the emotional damage of two dolphins kissing, right? Like, that's what I have. I have the emotion. It's just not on the outside of me. That worked okay. That was all right. I picked that up, I guess. What I write else? I wrote a lot of stuff about suicide, but it wasn't really deep. I can turn this into poetry if you want. <laughs> Tattoos. No, don't clap. Don't clap. Don't clap. Water. That's not going to talk about water. Drama-free. That sucks. Discrimination inspector. Don't know what I was saying there. That's fucking stupid. Eating disorders. Yeah, people have them. All right. <laughs> See, I'm killing us looking through notes. Hold on. <laughs> the claim to give a shout. Nope, that's another sad Ethan. I should have been a lot more organized. Hold on. I'm a lot better than this normally. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I'm excited about this one, guys. Buckle up. <laughs> I. <laughs> I. <sighs> we had it. We had it. We had everything, guys. We. Man. Man hit his limit of intelligence, guys. He hit his limit with intelligence. He hit a limit when he invented the clap on fireplace. (laughs) He hit it. And this is how I know there's a devil. There are devils amongst us because right after they invented 
the electric fi- clap on fireplace. Somebody invented the electric clapper. Think about that. Some guy's like, you know, 1984. Hey, baby, you enjoy the ride in my DeLorean? Yeah, I bet you did. You cold? You cold? You cold? You cold, baby? Fire. You like that fire? Oh, you you like fire? You like you like hollow notes? Let me put on some hollow notes real quick. Yeah, that's cool. So what do you do? Oh yeah, you you don't do anything because you're a woman. It's 1984. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you, sing, sing, yeah. You want to sing that song? Private eyes, they're watching you, watching your every move. God damn it! Fireplace. That's so stupid. That's gonna get there. There's something there. <laughs> It's so fucking stupid, but I like the idea of my, and I don't know, where am I going with that? There's no God, because there's a clap on fireplace and then a clapper. All right, this is what I type. Fucking judge me. Judge me. Go. Ethan Albers. Go. Very personable, even first when he's one, just looking through his notes. First one out of the gate, I want John Gallagher. Your opinion, because you interrupted me. Uh, Got to find a microphone, though. It's probably open. Uh, here. It was great stuff. Pandering. Pan- He's a fucking hat, guys. I want you guys to cut into him. Don't laugh at anything. I'll Next do, one. I'll do some pandering. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, you heard the laughs on your clapper joke. Everybody, the clap on fireplace. That was great. Every, you got, every, I don't think one person in here didn't actually like make a, a verbal sound of humor, <laughs> happiness. That joke's engagement. a failure. You know why? Because nobody clapped on the Hall and Oates part. And I think that's where the real fun is. I don't know if you guys know that, but when women listen to Hall and Oates, they double ovulate. That's like, it's science. I read that in Popular Science 1988 issue. You wanted everyone to clap. I think I stole your thunder when I clapped with the horn with you on the first one. Otherwise, people might have gone on the clap clap with you. Yeah, it needs to work. I think it's, I might have stolen it's garbage. Sorry about I'm going that. No, that. it was cute. I don't understand why there's a fireplace in his DeLorean, but... No, he got out of the DeLorean. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me repeat the story. Okay. So he's clapping. anybody else? He got her in there. And no, the guy's trying to get her in the bed. This is how I figured it. Like, leisure suit. He's just like, yeah, baby. Like, you enjoyed the ride in a DeLorean. She's like, you know, women are like, yeah, I rode in a car that's stainless steel. That's fucking bitching. You know, doctor of one. And then... He claps her if he's cold because that's what gentleman does. I thought that was for the seat warmers. No. I thought they were all still in the DeLorean the whole time. <laughs> Everyone did. See, it wasn't just me. You didn't yeah. clarify that they oh, got out of the car. You guys thought there was a fireplace <laughs> in the DeLorean. Yeah. I just went that? with it. I was like, oh, there's a fireplace in the DeLorean. They must be really rich. It was the pinnacle of human whatever. Yeah. Don't, I know you're from fucking Florida, okay? But I hear you. I don't think he knew that Lucy was. He's fighting my dog. He hated my son so much. Jesus Christ. That's because you said you were smarter than him. He didn't like that, so now he's taking it on your dog. Uh, Comments? Jenny, did you want to? It's the shit. It was shit, but it was fun. No, I liked it. I was also confused with Lauren. I thought for the one about, um, like, the dolphin kissing, that was funny. I thought you could have described, like, how it's clear that you also have a lot of emotional pain, even though you don't have tattoos. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. You pointed out things that are, like, obvious. No, I mean, not, like... <laughs> Obvious. I can't think of any, but like you would know them, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, like my father abandonment issues. But like right. something that would like, m- like just come out in the first like ten seconds, like in the way that 
like a tattoo would basically like you were gonna get a tattoo of um, the Oregon forest on your arm but there'd be a little boy in it huddled crying because his family abandoned him on, a, on that camping trip or something you know like that's, something like that that's real, a little too real I tell Pam something in quiet I didn't even know that was true yeah my fucking mom and dad left me in the woods in central Oregon and I had to find my way back I was raised by wolves I want to um, and then I met John Gallagher in a forest and he saved me <laughs> Uh, I wanted to say, uh, good job starting off. Uh, one of the, uh, I think one of the things that we all aspire to do, you know, one day is to be able to like, create the illusion of spontaneity on stage. Uh, I think you did that really good by referencing my shitty tattoo that I have on my arm when you first started. You're just like, you have a tattoo, right? It just sounded like you were talking to me. You went straight into your tattoo bit. Um, it's what a pro does. Yeah, so I, I thought I, like that was that was really good. Uh, that's um, that's something that you know at, at this level you don't always see. You know, it's kind of more just like oh, this. What joke, level is no, that, this, Phil? Let's go joke. out and call me up. What's the level? Uh, Say the level. You got a joke workshop at a Monday night. I mean, no <laughs> one's judging you, but Shots like uh, I, I, I have a critique. I'm right here too, um, but uh, I liked your. I like the. I enjoy seeing a shitty tattoo line. That was. It's just, yeah, uh, it'll get there you know, most people when they when they hear like shitty tattoo, they're just like, oh yeah, I gotta cover it up, whatever. But you're just like, I enjoy seeing yeah. a shitty tattoo. I wrote both like those in like 20 minutes a day. So yeah, well, I mean, I, I I'm saying I I liked it, but like don't it. take my advice. Um, I'll take your advice. And uh, I like your stage presence too, like the way that you Everybody deliver everything. Says that. And it's just you. You just sound like you're just like, Everyone hey. Says it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm there's some people. There's some people who could like say all these things that you just said, and we're like, dude, when's this guy gonna shut the fuck up? But something about you is just like, like I want to listen. You like say it with su- with such an assertiveness. You know why? That- because this is the only time in my life when me having a big fucking mouth actually works. <laughs> All right, clap wildly for oh, his big know, fucking oh, mouth. Oh, we don't have time. It's Ethan Albert. Right. Yay! Sorry, we almost went 10 minutes on Ethan. So uh, here we go. Our next comedian, funny, funny man, leaving us sadly for the wilds of New York. It's Tommy McGuire. Yeah. Wild, wild, wilds of New York. Shouldn't have done that. How are you doing, guys? Good? I'm not. I'm nervous. I haven't been on stage in like a week and a half, but that's all right. As some of you probably know, I'm always up for a good reason to be mad. Found a new one. My dad's golfing. That's always been like a yuppie pastime to me. You know what I mean, right? Of course. Waspy as shit, you know? And my dad is a a union plumber. It's a good job. You know, we were lower middle class, but at least with the, with the, you know, the benefit of the union, we're always going to be lower middle class. Like, it's a nice comfort. You know what I mean? Like, we weren't aspiring to do anything, you know, unless I actually went to college and didn't drop out twice. But it was still, it was nice. I, you know, I at least had bagged cereal for breakfast. You, you, know, you know the difference. You know, I knew when dad was laid off was when all of a sudden Lucky Charms was a Lucky Treats in a bag. <laughs> You know, like, going, oh, dad's laid off again. It's all right. I'm still eating. Fucking A. Go Union. Pro Union, right? Go Bernie. All right. On the jokes. Oh, yeah. He's golfing now. What was I doing? Huh? All right. Oh, hey. So why the fuck is my dad on a golf course? He doesn't belong there. That's no. no. Um, I, don't, I don't like it. Um, I got to open my book again. I, he just, I don't really feel like he, he belongs there. He's not racist, you know, for one. Like, he's a good dude. Um, yeah, like, in my family... 
the only reason you should be on a golf course is you're like drunk driving a golf cart at 3 a.m. being chased by fucking security. It's pretty much it. That's pretty much par for that course. Ooh, hey. Yeah. Golf joke. Banging them out, running that one down. Like, if you if you could invent some kind of, like, gadget, like the Ghostbusters, and you could find, like, the ghosts of racial remarks past, you just drive up to the parking lot of a golf course, and it's going to overheat and explode. <laughs> like, there in police stations. It's just not... It's not a good place. It's not where I want the McGuire clan to be, you know? These are jokes we're working on, guys, all right? Oh, man. Um, you guys like impressions? I don't want to do this. You guys like impressions? Yeah! yeah Siri, call and response. This is my impression of a bouncer who was never heard of nor seen in his life a midget. <laughs> Hey, little kid, I don't know why your face looks all weird like that, but you can't come in this club. You're not old enough, little kid. Why is your face all lumpy? You got real little hands, too, little kid. I'm sorry. I, I, I know. Listen, I'm talking to him. Don't worry about it. Listen, little kid, you need to go back home. It's way past your bedtime, and I don't know why you have a southern accent all of a sudden, but goddamn, you need to leave. <laughs> sorry. That was an awesome idea I had once that I never wanted to do on stage, but running out of jokes. Thank you. Uh, I, I don't hate cocaine. I, I do because I can't do it. Like, those hangovers are the pits. Like, I, I kind of want to kill myself in the morning anyways, just because, you know, fear of having to do anything that day. But, like, I don't get it, man. I'm so jealous of people who can just go. You know, we all have those friends. Fucking Greg Gettle. You can just go hard in the paint with the cocaine and, and they w see you the next day and they're just like, hey man, what's up? I'm like, what the fuck? How did you do that? But I'm at a crossroads because I'm a, you know, bartender. So I kind of fucking love cocaine. It keeps all these retards coming back and back. And I'm going to word that one better and get the structure better. Thanks, guys. It's been Tommy McGuire. Those are some ideas that might be jokes someday. Thank you. Tommy McGuire! Yeah. I, I have one thing I wrote down, so I want to get it out yeah. the, the first place. You said the McGuire clan should not be on a golf course, but that's actually the number one place they should be because golf was made up in Scotland. And isn't McGuire like a Scottish name? Yeah, well, we're Irish. It's Irish. Irish, But yeah, okay. I, know, I, didn't, I don't know why. It, golf is a Scottish game, right? See. So, like, the McGuire's actually can, sort of do belong on the golf Can you course. never do that again, Pam? That <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. it was my impression yeah. of, of uh, Mike Myers doing a Scottish Shrek. impression. Yeah. I got, oh, we got it. We got it. We got it. Uh, I, I like the dad thing, the plumbing thing. Uh, it just needs to set up better. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you show your hand too quick, so I think you need to build some tension yeah. right out of the gate. Uh, and then I thought of a funny thing for you. Why is your dad? The only time my dad ever belongs on a golf course because he said he was a plumber is if he's fixing the sprinklers. Uh, something along the, I don't know. Right. I don't know, maybe. Or if you want to wreck a golf cart. But uh, I like that. I like the impression. Uh, I got to actually write that out. I just, thought, I just think of like weird face kid and I'm trying to think. I literally, when I thought it, I think it in my head, it's Tracy Morgan doing that bit, or I'm doing a Tracy Morgan doing that bit, or just like, just kind of like the strong but ignorant fucking opinion, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. whatever. So if I think if I get like a couple more, 
I uh, they like to be Jesus. called little people. I honestly think fuck it, I'm calling them midges. I don't care. If you, <laughs> it, I mean, it's an impression, but if it was me, because you're, I mean, I don't know, midgets. Maybe a trigger. I, you hate the fucking word trigger words. Yeah, I don't but care. the bit yeah, actually yeah. might work out better if you don't do an impression, but you observed a bouncer doing that, uh, and then you come to realization that he doesn't know what a little person is. <laughs> Uh, or I, me and my midget friend went to this. Like, no, you're just like yeah. smoking outside and you watch this like. Yeah. Like, and you I, set, I like see, I'm not, Cause then you don't have to do the impression. You don't have to set up an impression. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's, it's hacky and I'm not good at impress. Yeah. It's just, I don't like doing act outs, you know, too much, but yeah. All right. No, I like that. That's a different way to still use that idea. Cause it's a funny idea. Yeah. 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 So exactly. Just, just kind but, of make it to where you observed it. Yeah. And then you have all these tags. What else does he not fucking observe? Oh, hey. Like, you know, you hey. kind of open to see up to yeah. stuff. All right. Thank you. All right. Sweet. More, more stuff? Yeah, here you go. Uh, I, have one. Yeah. I didn't really have anything to say, but I do now. Um, okay, so um, I was just going to say, everyone here is super nice. Like, you need to chill the fuck out. Stop being so nice, because really, it's a waste of time. Oh. When you go up, you want to hear constructive criticism, right? We all know it's constructive, not mean. Yeah. So, so br- br- I, what I would suggest me. is I would throw out half of that material, not all of it. Yeah. And when you're talking, you're far more interesting, right? Like, when you said... Like the thing about Coke, the first sentence you said was hilarious, right? Yeah. So the conversational stuff that where you're not trying to be funny is actually far funnier. I've gotten that a lot. Yeah. So stop doing shticky shit. Like just talk, relax. Yeah. It's okay to be quiet. I want to, but I feel like I'm wasting everyone's time if I don't have any agenda. But see, that's the problem. Yeah. That you're never gonna fu- enjoy it until you chill the fuck out. <laughs> but then I'm the other part is, and I'm saying as a person, I completely disagreed with what you were saying about bartending and about the Coke thing and no, that, all that shit. But I the, got there my, too fast, yeah. my point is, I should be disagreeing with you and you should be hitting buttons. So what I'm saying is get conversational and just talk. Don't worry about being funny at all. Yeah. Just do the conversation, talk about your shit, and it'll be, you'll get far more jokes out of it than you will from doing shticky shit. I do, and I've, I've done that, and when I do riff, or if that's what you want to call riffing or whatever, yeah, yeah. I've gotten b- better reactions, but then I don't remember what the fuck I was talking about. You don't have to remember it. Okay. Every time it should be new. Just write down, uh-huh. like, record it, and then go, th- everyone could do this. This is a trick that every comedian does. You go through your entire set, cross out everything that was irrelevant, and then all of a sudden you'll find one or two jokes in 20 minutes of talking. All right. I appreciate that's, that. That's what no, everyone so, does. Solid. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, clap wildly for Tommy Thanks. McGuire. Yay! <laughs> All right, up next, uh, the, the guy ruined Ethan Albers' set. Oh, damn it. I actually enjoyed his set very much last week where he talked about dogs and cats for a long time. Put your hands together, everybody. It's John Gallagher. Yeah. I'm going to talk about dogs and cats for a long time again. <laughs> I'm too tired. I can't do it. I'm just coming off being sick. I'm going to break the stand. Yes, I'm so strong. Look at how strong I am. Uh, yes, I started talking about Garfield a lot. I've been thinking a lot about Garfield. There's a lot to think about. That's most of Garfield's thinking. You forget that when you're reading it. You're like, this cat's having a great conversation. You're like, oh, no, dude, he's just thinking because cats can't talk. And then that's the thing. You realize that Garfield is a comic about how a cat has had more interesting things to think than a man has had to say for like 50 years. Like, isn't that the kind of the craziest thing? Oh man, it's a bummer. Um, I uh, uh, was on a Facebook Messenger, and I hate Facebook Messenger, because I hate that it shows up on your phone. Um, and this is the reason why, because if, um, well it brought, okay, 
if you're if you're in an era where Facebook, you can anybody can contact you at any time, and you can watch porn on a thing, then it makes for a lot of awkward scenarios. Okay, and this is one of those. I was masturbating to my phone because this is the future, and you can do that because uh, that's what Alexander Graham Bell obviously wanted. It's like one day we can talk from far away and then you'll know that I'm beating off at the same time too. So this is the future. Um, and I'm looking at this string beating off and uh, I'm sending my first dick pic at the exact same time as another comedian Facebook messages me at the exact same time asking me for advice. Now, I don't, I don't say this to be, this isn't like a braggy thing because I kept masturbating. Now, and at that point, I'm jerking off, I'm switching between giving this man what I think is good advice and watching porn and never, not stopping jerking off. At that point, you have to stop and you ask yourself, what are you masturbating to right now? Like, are you, are you masturbating to the porn or are you masturbating to like this weird sense of like entitlement? It's like, oh my God, oh, I'm so smart. Look at me giving so much great advice. I'm such a great man. You think Alexander Graham Bell didn't, didn't think that people were going to jerk off over phones? Because I feel like sex is like the first thing that people think of with any new technology. Like, it's like anything, any kind of advancements, like how can we use this to fuck? Like, that's it every single time. And I don't know. It's either that or like weapons. That's the other thing, too. Like, I feel like medicine and weaponry always advance at the same time. Like... Well, like the first surgical tools, I feel like they were probably like guns. And I don't know why that is. Like, you want to go inside of a body. And so it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to take the disease inside. We're going to shoot it. It's like, really? Okay. Well, I guess it's like, that's how we handle problems in the outside. It's like, we're going to dig into your body and we're going to take our medicine gun. We're going to shoot your fucking disease. We're going to kill that fucking shit inside of your body. I don't know. There used to be a bit there. Not anymore. Um, I've got a minute left. And yeah, I think I'm going to call it. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yay, everybody clap wildly for John Gallagher. Woo-hoo-hoo! Uh, I, I guess I'll start. Maybe, yeah, I'll start, though. Phil, you want to start? No, I'll start. Uh, <laughs> first off, you're a piece of shit. Thanks, man. Uh, second thing is... Uh, you weren't masturbating while I was Facebook messaging you today, were you? No, but I could have been. Okay. I like to keep all my friends on their toes. I mean, tell you, I could be masturbating anytime. Okay. Could be uh, masturbating right now. Alexander Graham Bell thinks funny. Uh, I don't know. It was it was good. I want to hear more about Garfield. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I, yeah, I, I don't. I didn't have the energy to do it today. I couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> um. Let's see. I I don't know. I normally would want to tear into you, but I know your car got towed and you're a real piece of shit. So oh, I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> you can you can, tear, you, you can tear into me for that if you want. No, I don't. There wasn't a lot to tear into. It was good. Sense. Yeah. Oh, was, thanks. Yeah. You know, nice. Everybody, like, you got a bunch of. Yeah. I just yeah. So I just feel like The Walking Dead right now. <laughs> the, 
the masturbation thing, I was hoping you were going to get to, like, you were trying to give someone, you were masturbating and watching porn, but you were trying to give someone a dick pic, but the messenger, I thought the messenger was going to go the way. Of, right. You took a dick pic and you accidentally sent it as the advice to a comedian <laughs> who was like, yeah, how do I make myself funny. better? And then you send him a dick pic yeah. and you're like, oops. Especially, especially since with the caption touch it especially yeah. since that's like real things that comedians have done to me like comedians <laughs> right. have just sent me dick pics I got Thomas Bridgman's dick pic on my birthday yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, whole I, window raise everywhere. your hand how many comedians have sent you their dick online that has never happened to or me it, I as, proud yeah, to see? really I can yeah. show you Thomas <laughs> Bridgman's right now I got it on my phone that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty significant amount of people by the way that was that was a decent amount I've seen like probably 10 10 male comics penises. I've only, I've only got one little, uh, when you're talking about technology, the first sure, sure. thing people think of is sex and how do you use it, because it's too, super true and there's fun you could have there. Right, like, right. Uh, giving examples like, uh, when, like when the microwave was, uh, came out, you know, you know they, can we fuck on it? Or you know what I mean? Or just some, but just microwave might not be it, but TV or just whatever, but using examples of modern technology oh, yeah. coming in and like how can we turn that into a, how can we insert that into ourselves, you know, something like that. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, clap wildly. John Gallagher, yay! All right, uh, it's already, we're already at 45 um, minutes through, and we're only on number six, so we're going to try to tighten up the comments. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Ken Suzuki! Thank you. So... I just did a showcase um, over the weekend it's at a place called Hate Ashbury. And I never knew what Hate Ashbury was like, but after going there, I realized that Hate Ashbury is the type of place where your dreams come to grow out white dreads and live off their parents' trust fund. It's Lent, guys. It's Lent. You know what that means? Give up. <laughs> Give up, yes. What are you guys planning on giving up on? Your dreams, career, hopes? Kanye West gave up on being a god recently. <laughs> My piece of advice, if you're gonna give up anything for Lent, give up the one thing you know you're gonna lose anyway, life. <laughs> What's the point of keeping it? You're just gonna lose it regardless. <laughs> now, let's talk about death. How do you guys wanna die? How do you guys wanna die, huh? Be buried, cremated, stuffed by a taxidermy? I think I want to be stuffed by a taxidermist. <laughs> Why? Because whatever pose I'm put in will be the most interesting I'll ever appear to anyone. If I couldn't be a stud in real life, I sure can fake one in death. But think about it. One of the pros of being stuffed by a taxidermist with overpopulation, we can just recycle our loved ones. We can recycle our loved ones as coat racks. They cleaned up after our messes when we were younger. Now they contribute even in death. With taxidermy, it's like we've never died. We just got reborn as furniture. <laughs> we're just getting reborn. It's like a metamorphosis. It's very Buddhist if you think about it. Buddhist, or as I like to call it, pretentious. <sighs> but if you think about it, maybe we're going through our own metamorphosis right now. No? Maybe right now we're going through our own metamorphosis for a species millions of years ago from now to use us as their own form of fuel. So anyway, all I have were, that's the only joke. I'm sorry, I don't bring a lot of jokes. Just the ones I really want to work.
work on, so I'm, I'm done. All right, put your hands together, Ken Suzuki, yay! Coat rack, coat rack, dead people. Um, I think that it, it kind of goes back to what Yuri was saying earlier with like being comfortable on stage. You have written a lot of punchlines and the material is there, but now it's the question of like delivery and making it seem natural as opposed to like, mm -hmm. here I am telling this so joke. Practice. Um, I, I liked the Lent one when you first said that, what do you give, like give it up, and I like that. Um, I like the Lent one and also I thought it was funny that you said metamorphosis mm -hmm. because is that a word? Yeah. Is it? Okay, because so I, 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 I honestly thought, that I thought it was metamorphosis, right? But so all I'm saying is it, I think it'd be funny if you did the exact same joke saying the word wrong. Okay. The exact same thing and like you mean it completely and make it very obviously like whatever you're saying is completely wrong and that might, I think, get a better reaction for you. Just an idea. Metamorphosis, metamorphize. And then I just had one small thing where you said, um, you asked how do you want to die? And then you talked about the process that happens after someone's oh. death. So that was just confusing to me because like being cremated for your death would mean like you were going through the cremation process while still alive. Which is a pretty shitty way to or die. Or being buried alive. While you're still breathing. Or, or like, burying so. you alive, I hear, is a really bad way to die as well. So <laughs> all three of those suck. There <laughs> but, you go. But yeah, it was just it was just linguistically with some things, but yeah, it's not but you're you're um but everything else I mean that you're you're writing and you're writing new stuff that's great it'll keep working it'll keep it'll it'll work its way through. Thank you. Yeah. Yay, Ken Yay! All right, moving right along. If someone wants to jump up on the front, they can, and we have our next comedian that you should clap for, Ben Lupinetti. Yeah. That was a nice round of applause, considering I'm the guy who stepped on that dog earlier. Snip this shit in the bud. My coworker was telling me a story about a software programmer in the city here. This guy, you know, he's a software programmer by trade. And at a certain point, he started hiring workers in the third world to do his job and paying them with his salary that he got for doing his job. He, he was supposed to be programming software. Instead, he shipped it out to people in the Philippines or whatever and just had them do it and then you know, paid them a little bit and they got paid by his employers. And he did this for five years. Yeah. Notice, appropriate reaction. <laughs> the guy outsourced his own job for five years and then got caught by his employers and was fired for doing that. Because, I mean, you know, you, you hear about this guy and he sounds like a real employer. <laughs> ex ex fucking exactly, yeah. Because you think about it, his company was paying him, they wanted him to program software, which was worth about mm, 10x to them. They were willing to pay him 1x, they were going to keep 9x. 
How is that different from what he was doing? It sounds like this guy got fired for being a successful employer of people. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a criminal to me. Sounds like a manager. <laughs> Have you guys ever had a job? Does this sound familiar to you? It sounds pretty familiar to me. Oh boy. I used to work data entry until my job got outsourced to the Philippines. I wish I'd thought of that before my boss. Holy fuck. I, uh, I've been fantasizing about, I wonder, is it possible to outsource my job in comedy? Could I ship that out to somebody else? Just some middle-aged Polish man gets up here, hello! I am Ben Lupinetti. <laughs> it's great to be here. Of course, it was great to be back in my home country, where I was surgeon. <laughs> anyway, here are jokes about penis. Already? I'll leave you guys with some fun facts. Did you guys know you can see space from the Great Wall of China? <laughs> Factual. Did you guys know if you took every centipede on Earth and laid them end to end along the equator, people would think you're weird? <laughs> Super weird. <coughs> Don't do that. Did you guys know that it only the brain only uses 10% of its processing cognitive power to think of movies where the premise is unlocking the other 90% <laughs> again that's that's all i'm done ben lubanetti keep clapping Hey, no guys, don't be shy about telling me how great I am. I have, I have no comments. It's one of the best sets I've seen you do in a long time. The new material yeah. is awesome. That I whole really thing about the up. outsourcing. No, really, you really did. <laughs> no, I did. No, I, I remember really my did. set on Friday. <laughs> I know I'm better than that. This was and a great set for you. It was Thank really, you. You should listen Thank to you. it. It was really solid all the way through. The Thank one you. thing is that I yes. don't know if you can see space from the Great Wall of China because they've polluted it so much now. Holy shit. I don't think you actually can see space anymore. Guys, that joke has a plot twist. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But. But. She's saying you can shit. See ghosts can you? Yeah. That is my next vacation spot. You you gotta. You have to you have to find a, a microphone if you want talking to it. But do we have do we? Have, <laughs> no 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 it's good. Okay uh, yes. Okay, all right. Much. That was helpful. Does anybody have comments for Ben? Anybody? It's okay if you don't. It was a really good set. No one has anything, so it was so good. Yay, Ben! You were great. Oh. You were great. Yay! You all heard it here first. I'm great. Good night, folks. Hey, none of us had comments because it was a really great set. All right, guys. Your next comedian is here, and she's going to go up. She always has the cutest hair and the most darling outfits. And uh, we're going to hear a bunch of her jokes tonight. Clap wildly for Khadijah Ford. And I got a parking spot, too. Okay, this is something... Um, 
Yeah, that I've been really working on, so I hope you like it. All right. Put um, the microphone near your mouth. You have to tw tw turn it down a little bit toward you. There you go. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm, I, um, I'm not confident to... Um, it's a succinct thing, it, it, so... Yeah, hmm? Yes. Okay, great, great. My mother had 12 kids. My father had none. And I have a twin brother, so I had to share the womb. And I'm the youngest. I feel like I was cheated. My other siblings, they had their own personal, individual rooms. I mean, wombs. I mean, mm, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I am the way I am because I was the last one born, right? I mean, after popping out 12 kids, my mother was tired. She didn't have time to, uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. She didn't have time or the patience or, or the energy to discipline me. So she just let me run amok. <laughs> I mean, I guess she thought I would just figure things out, you know, after all, I was a girl. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, after all, yeah, I was a girl. <laughs> and she was right. She was right. I am smart and uh, very, I'm very smart. Yes. Uh, I'm also um, absent-minded, paranoid, and forgetful, so. Oh, easily distracted, <laughs> which makes me perfect for this job. That's it. Uh, yeah, I have, a, I, I have, it goes on, but I'm just taking it one little crunch at a time. Gotcha. Uh, do you memorize and practice a lot in the mirror or what's your like yeah. rehearsal process like well my um i just finished this uh about two days ago and i i i could say it i could force myself to just put this thing down and just do it oh no that's not what i'm saying you know, but you no i do practice but. in the mirror and sometimes i tape myself and but the, the reason this is choppy is because i haven't gotten it in my soul yet sure sure um, I think you're adorable. Um, I was going to say, um, how long have you been doing stand-up? How long have you been performing? Two, two, uh, two years. Okay. So the, the thing about the womb, I think it would be really funny is if, uh, an idea, is if you start talking about the womb like it's an apartment, like all your siblings lived in it. Oh, and, But what I'm saying is where you talk about it, there's a lot more room, you know what I mean? Because a lot of babies come out. So you talk about like it's an apartment and like, you know, you're in it. And you're hanging out because it's a big apartment, and yeah. really, it's like San Francisco because you don't want to move out of your apartment, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you, you could keep going with that, but an idea is, you could either do all that stuff like a one-woman show, or if you want to do like stand-up, I'd suggest not memorizing your jokes at all, and just write down points of things you want to talk about. So ah. every time you talk about it, it's going to be brand new and not contrived. A good point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because then, then it's then it's like you're talking to a friend instead of reading. 
So, I mean, you can read it. It's fine. You could do one of two. But they just mean they, they come off differently. That's all. They're all different styles. But I think it would be better if it was more like you're talking to a girlfriend at, like, in your house. Yep. And actually, if I could just, I'm um, sorry, back here. What up? Hey, hi. Hey. Okay. There we go. Um, I was just waiting for you to make eye contact. Um, <laughs> I would say there's a, there's a lot of room there. So you talk about like being able to run amok. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was kind of waiting for examples of whatever shenanigans you might have gotten yourself into or like there would be a story there or an anecdote yes. or something. Yes, there is. Um, yeah, so there's, I, I think there are pl- different places like that in your set where they, you kind of open a door for us to walk through with you and then That's we right. don't walk through it yet. So I'd be curious to see what that ends up being. Yes, yes, thank you. Yay, walking through the door, Khadija Ford, yay! Thank you. All right, your next comedian here on the Joke Workshop Always exciting to see him. Clap your hands wildly for Luigi Diaz. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, all right, whatever. I don't give a shit. I have no fear of you at all. It's okay because, you know, I've realized every day that this is a nation of fear, of creating fear, and I get it. You know, today today I was uh, walking across the street enjoying my delicious smoothie, mango and coconut. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Uh, right about fi- five feet from me as I'm crossing the street, there is this woman uh, carrying her luggage, right? Carrying her luggage, crossing the street. As soon as she gets into the sidewalk, she just drops her luggage and bolts running. What? Right in front of me, literally this, like, that far, which I kept walking because I see someone running I've, I'm from Puerto Rico. I've lived in the hood my whole life. That's nothing. Whatever. I see someone around. Right, whatever. But there's one thing I know for a fact. There's one move that you should know. That when you see, you should start running. And it's this one. Oh, the look back. The look back is the worst thing you can see. As soon as she did the look back, she was already far. I was like, whatever. But then I keep looking. I was like, why is she running? And then she does the... I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> am I supposed to be running? What the fuck am I doing? And this was about like three seconds. All this stuff came through. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, fuck. I kept walking. I didn't give a shit, right? Because I realized, I'm like, what the fuck? I was almost about to die like that. Never exploded, by the way. The lady kind of looked back. She looked like I looked at her. By the way, what kind of race do you think she was? No, it was, she was an Asian lady, of course, and it was crazy, and that's why I was just like, it was like, that look back, I was like, whoa, hold up, what do you have in there? Uh, because she might have a lot of hate towards my coconut smoothie, I was right in Chinatown, and I don't know what she wanted to do. Uh, the thing is that, she looks back, and I thought to myself, whoa, I was about to die, because my biggest fear is to give the benefit of one of this, like, pranksters from Vine or something and just have my face there. That's one of my fears. And that I almost died because I didn't want to be on a Vine video. What the fuck? That is my fear. That's what's been creating in this fucking United States of America. It's just internet fear. Like, I don't want to give anyone the benefit of pranking me except if I'm the prankster. You know, that's, that's the thing. And fucking Asian lady, man. It really had my heart stop for like a second. It was ridiculous. Uh, it's a little thing I wanted to share. It was stupid also. 
I, I mean, I was with someone, and we thought exactly the same thing, because he's also from South Central. And we were like, oh, whatever, walking around. As soon as he did the look back, we both look at each other like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the time. I know. Uh, it's okay. Uh, today I was eating Airheads, one of my favorite candies in the world. I love Airheads. They have all types of flavors, cherry, grape. They're very straightforward about the flavors that you're eating. Seb, there's this one. It's a platinum bar, and it's called the White Mystery. Oh, it applies a lot to white people, right? I love it because you never know. You never know if the taste is going to be good or you're going to fucking hate it, you know? But you know for a fact that there's going to be a lot of it always, and that's the fucking problem. <laughs> it's okay. I can never relate. I can never relate. It's okay. All right. Thank you. That's me. That's me. Thank you. Luigi Diaz. Yay. What's up, y'all? I so it'd be really funny if you're running and trying to sip your smoothie. Oh, yeah. Like if you're like literally like I need to run and you're like every two seconds like you don't want to spill your sip smoothie, smoothie so you have to sip it. Pantomiming that I think would be really funny. Mm. And then you never talk about what's in the bag, which I grew up really poor and I grew up in the ghetto. So I know yeah. why you don't look in the bag. But yeah. I think it'd be interesting if you explain why you don't look in the bag True. and explain tips like later on answer all the questions that someone might have that say like. Be like, this is ghetto 101, and like, like break it down as though you're talking to a mentally challenged person. True. Because then it would be really funny. I thought mm-hmm. that she was running from you, not because of the bag, but because you were the problem. Like, she was scared of you. And I thought that also when yeah. she did that. But then I was like, why is she looking back? Why will she drop her luggage right, right next to me? I was like, ah, I don't know anymore. Gotcha. It was kind of weird, but... Um. I thought the story was really good and I really liked it, but it like drew me in a lot where I wanted to know what she was running from and it was kind of, you kind of like skimmed over it and then the whole rest of your set, I was like, what the fuck was she running from? Like, I actually crazy. don't know. That's no. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I think you should address it still, even if you, you just say it's nothing, like I think no. it would work better if you just make it clear that I don't, I don't know how to fix it, but I, all I know is I was hung up. I got you though. I got exactly I what you're saying. Yeah. Just wanting to know what she was running from. I like that. Yeah. Good point. You could you could like say when like she turns around, you could you could be like, "What a bitch! I didn't think I was that bad looking." You know when she, cause you know, cause you're not sure if she's doing it to you or the bag. You know, you can add like a little step dep- self deprecation, kind of like just a side comment, and then say something about. Oh, I love self deprecation. Yeah, That's my uh, favorite. Yeah, yeah. All right, clap wildly for Luigi Diaz. Yay! Please, very loud, very loud. Thank you. Yay! All right, moving right along with our next comedian. He is a very helpful man, and uh, he runs the door every Friday for us at Pamtastics, and he's also very funny. Give it up for the very tall Connor Doherty. Tall. Tall, funny. What more do you want? The, oh, that was weird. The, like, synchronized with the scooter thing. So it's weird. It's not nice to want people to die. You're not, you generally don't do that. You're not supposed to think about like wanting people to die, but like sometimes there are situations where it's this perverse incentive where you just want people to die. Like, and like, it's even worse to want leaders to die, you know? It's like, you're not supposed to want that. And it you know, you can be tried for treason, but like, just like certain, in certain cases, like you have to want it. In and out on you, and I don't know why. Maybe. Check, switch microphone. Is it in now? Yeah, it's in. I'll now. just won't move. It's fine. Okay. 
I don't like being dynamic anyway. Now I, now I have an excuse. You're not supposed to want leaders to die. But like you have to with the Supreme Court, right? <laughs> right? Because like there are these people like Scalia was appointed to the United States Supreme Court by Ronald Reagan. He was on the US Supreme Court for longer than I've been alive. Just and like just like whipping his legal dick around, like not even when he is on, you know, when he is like in the majority or he's dissenting, like he always writes his own opinion too. Like just because the Supreme Court, it's not just like the particular case that comes to the Supreme Court. It's about establishing precedent. So he's like, you said this shit. Also, here's some other shit I'm going to say. And it's just always awful. Just unequivocally, invariably awful to like gay, queer, whatever, like non-white people, women. And so like, we just, we have to want him to die. I don't, it's not nice. I don't like it. But like that is how, like it's built into the constitution, wanting these people to die. And now the Republicans are saying like they're going to block the appointment until there's a new president. Boo. Yeah, boo. Yeah, but, you know, because Obama has had two chances so far, and both times he has, you know, Kagan and Sotomayor are both known communist uterus havers. <laughs> so like they need to block it until they can get, you know, another white dude back in there because because they won't that they won't retire when they know like they'll only retire when the president who is politically aligned with them is in office so you know the conservatives are never going to retire when obama's in office or like hillary or bernie or whoever like i refuse to think about the other possibilities like they won't retire then so we just have to want them to die. I don't know. I was just struck with that. I don't even support the death penalty. Like, you know, for like serial murderers and stuff. But I was, I, like it make, Antonin Scalia dying makes the world better. Thank you. I'm Connor Doherty. Connor Doherty pushing for death. Yay. Okay, I want to start by saying um, that line, whipping his legal dick around, really made me laugh at really hard back here. Um, yeah. And I think um, when you have, like, when you say it somewhere else and people laugh, I think you should have, like, another one to follow it up. And the one that I came up with was just meat spinning that law degree. Because... <laughs> You gotta. You should have. You should have a second one ready to go if people laugh because you want to try to milk it. That's a good place to milk it, I think. So, um, just something along those lines. I'll think about it. Yeah, that made me giggle and also throw up at the same time. So, <laughs> bonus. Um, I I really liked it because I think a lot of people did feel conflicted. Like, oh wow, I'm not supposed to feel happy that this asshole died, but like also he was an asshole. Uh, and speaking to that awkwardness, I think it would be worth pointing out. 
um, that Supreme Court justices are appointed for life. I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah. Uh, so even if right. it's just like a throwaway line at, at some point at the beginning, so that way people are with you, because otherwise people are like, wait, why? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, right. just something right. to keep in mind. You can emphasize life since you're talking about death. Okay. Yeah, okay. It was great. Yeah. It was, the whole thing was great. Thank you. I have to say, um, when you said uh, whip your legal... Yeah, that's popular. Just, in my head, I, I, yeah. I saw a dick being whipped around. You it was, saw it? Yeah, you know, you, you know, in my head, I was like, yeah. And um, following up with another whipping dick joke, it was, it was, it was good. So I, I think a lot of people don't know that you know, the only way the Supreme Court judges are going to get out of there is... Yeah, I can explain that up front a little better. Yeah, even if they have Alzheimer's or whatever strikes them, they yeah, stay. Yeah, it's a good thing to point out. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he did have Alzheimer's. Maybe that's why he kept forgetting that we already voted on I the mean, whole like, Roe v. Wade thing. He kept bringing it back because he was, yeah. has Alzheimer's. Well, well he's I'm, dead now, so who fucking cares? Rehnquist was like barely functioning when like still in for a while, yeah. Wow. Well, writing. Yeah, but like, what? Uh, Again, you wow us with your really smart material, and it's really political, but not offensive and wonderful. So, yay, Connor Doherty. Yay! Yay! Great premises from Connor Doherty. All right, it looks like we have time for one more person to get comments, and then we'll just do regular four minute sets. Please put your hands together for the very funny Dom Gellin! <laughs> hello, hello. Is this is this the one that was being all temperamental? You just have to watch the XLR input at the bottom. Fuck that. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I steal the good mic. There and you go. Somebody else will get the shoddy one. All right, cool. Um, uh, my name is Dom Jellen. I am a known lesbian, uh, but I would like to tell you guys about my first boyfriend. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. My first boyfriend's name was Vicky, uh, <laughs> which is a true story. He later shortened it to Vic. Uh, and no, he's not gay, but that's, that's not, that's not relevant. Um, Vicky and I were kind of, we were best friends in seventh grade. And one day he was like, you know what, Dom, uh, we've been friends a while. I really like you. I think we should go out. And I was like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> I want no part of this. And he was like, all right, fine. Uh, and then like a week later, he's like, but like, really? Uh, and I guess persistence is key. And I was like, all right, you know what? I will be your girlfriend. But as a compromise, we have to have these ground rules because, like, obviously I don't want this. And he was like, all right, cool. And I was like, rule number one, you cannot kiss me. Not on the cheek, not on the mouth, not on the hand, fucking no kissing whatsoever. And he was like, I'm still down. And I was like, great. Rule number two, you cannot hold my hand. Uh, if I want my hand held, I will do it myself. Uh, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. And he's like, I'm still down. And I was like, all right, rule number three, you cannot tell anybody I'm your girlfriend. Um... Yeah, I'm not really sure what he got out of that deal, uh, but he definitely agreed to it. And even though I moved away, we never really broke up. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is like, I've been in a 13 year relationship with a guy named Vicky and um, going strong. I think it's uh, really exciting. It's my longest, most successful relationship. Um, <laughs> somebody asked me, are you still in touch with him? And I'm like, well, he sent me a Facebook friend request like two years ago, so. Um, you know, so if anybody wants, you know, advice, Dom, what's, what's the key to success in a great relationship? Uh, no non-communication, uh, <laughs> would be my, would be my suggestion. Um, 
Cool. Well, I think a middle school, or, or not I think, I know middle school was a very weird time for me, uh, partially because by the time I got to middle school, I'd already gotten, I'd already had boobs for a while. Like, I developed boobs in, like, the third grade. Oh. Yeah, no, it's uncomfortable, because you're also that eight-year-old who's wearing deodorant. Like, those are... <laughs> <laughs> Those coexist. Um, and the thing about getting boobs in the third grade is that, like, when that happens, suddenly everybody has an opinion, right? Like, my aunts would be like, oh, my God, you're developing into a woman. And it's like, fucker, don't turn me into a child bride. I'm still eight. Like, <laughs> chill out. I th did somebody just laugh from the bathroom? <laughs> oh, man, if I can make you giggle while you tinkle, I've won. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, I think the other, the other part of it is like one aunt in particular thought it would be appropriate to get me a pair of training bra for a first communion present. Uh, and she was wrong. Uh, that's not, but also just because like I got it and I was like, I, I didn't know, I was like, what the fuck, is this half a shirt? Like, what the fuck did you just get me? And she was like, no, it's a training bra. It's like, it looks like half a shirt, but then there's an elastic band for you to hide your shame. Um, <laughs> which was really helpful. Cause then it's like, you know, I'm sitting there between like my third Scrabble game, my first Destiny's Child album, and I'm holding the beginning of the end. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it was great. Um, it did not get better as I got older. Cause fun fact, when you, when you do have big boobs, your bras only come in three colors and they come in black, nude, and white person nude, which is like a, it's like a beige color. I'm sure you guys have seen it. All right, that's my time. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Dom. Jelen, I've got to know how to pronounce your name. I, th I think the, the only thing I can say out of the whole thing is that you can, the only thing you'd have to watch for are your ums and you have another catchphrase like, you know what I mean. It's not you know what I mean, but there's a, something like it. Some, there's something like that that you say okay. with um and it just as like a place filler. Other than that, your material's great. The yeah. stories are awesome. You're great on stage. Super personable. Thank you. Super funny. You got a thumbs up from Connor there and Mary. Hey. The See you guys. And, and the bathroom. You, you, Thank you so much. Laps from the bathroom. You've got the. You've got the That's big awesome. okay sign from Phil. I think that we really, other than the repetition with the word um, you're yeah. fucking solid. Sweet. Thank you guys. Yay, Dom, yay. Yay. Um, that means we have our next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Katie Carnes. This is so short right now. Thanks a lot, Dom. You guys, I was gonna oh, do. <laughs> I was gonna do some comedy and then I got high, so. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> Woo, um, Valentine's Day was yesterday, so happy like, you know, buy cheap chocolate day. Yeah. Woo, I'm into that, some chocolate. You guys have a good Valentine's? You have hey. fun? Hey. Yeah, you look like you, ha you have a love in your life. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. I hate Valentine's Day. I hate going to the grocery shore. Grocery shore. Yeah. I don't know if you know where that is, but it's on the shore. It's a grocery shore. Um, and they have all the things with the candies and all the flowers and all the happy people. Um, but I just, I hate it. And I actually hate grocery shopping anyway, as a single person. It kind of sucks. Everyone knows, you know, because you're like putting like one onion in there. <laughs> Just like one tomato, maybe a chunk of cheese, huh? A tube of ice cream, maybe a ton of ice cream, that's what that, 
That's usually what it is. Um, and that's how I grocery shop, so that's it. That's all I get. But actually, I want to confuse people. I want, well, I want them to know that I'm fucking someone, even though I'm not. Um, I'll put tons of condoms in my, <laughs> in my grocery bag or basket or whatever you have at the grocery store. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so I'm putting lots of condoms in my basket, <laughs> and uh, and then I go home and I eat all my ice cream and make balloon animals with condoms. <laughs> Friday night, and the feeling is right. What day is it? It's Monday. I'm bad. Um, I wanted to do so many things. I'm gonna be so lonely. This is it's so sad. I know. I'm gonna be that cat lady. I uh, but I hate cats. I I do, and I tell people that all of the time, actually. They're like, damn, bitch, like, rude. You can't just hate all cats, but I do. Um, and it's mostly because of people, like the cat people, because I say that to them, like, no, mm-mm. You haven't met my cat. <laughs> you haven't right. met my cat. <laughs> see, see, I'm saying. You si- haven't met my cat. You're, he's just like a human, they he say. He is, he's just like a person. Uh, I told you that she is all the days all of the days I say that like no 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 but that's why I hate them because they're fucking like humans I don't dig it they know what you're thinking they're just like mm, I don't even want to pretend to be a cat but fuck those things anyway anyway um, animal videos is a thing people show you when I say that you know like oh my god no you gotta oh my god no come Come here, drop everything. No, come here. Come here. You see this? You see this right here? And they're like watching you watch the video, so you gotta act like you're excited. And I can't be excited by some old man getting attacked by puppies, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have time for this. (laughs) Did I just get a Pam snort? I love it. I love it. I love it. Maybe I should get stoned before all my sets. Um, polyamory is a thing right now. Anyone? You. <laughs> yeah, you're into it, I know. Um, it's the new fad, it's like the new mini pig. Yeah, everyone needed a miniature pig, now everyone needs a side bitch. So, I'm not judging though, it takes at least six to eight hands to get me off, so. I know, I know, I know. Um, I want to end it there, because now you know I'm really complicated, so. I love you! Yay! Keep it going for Katie Carnes! Yay! That's one of the best sets I've seen for you, and you need to watch the Kitty High Five video. I have a video for you called Kitty High Five, and I've taught my cat to high five, and if that's not human, I don't know what is. Katie Carnes, it was a really, really good set. Yay, Katie Carnes! Everybody clap again for Katie Carnes! Yay! All right, uh, it's a female rock block. Your next comedian is Ginny Hogan. Hi. Um, just gonna move this mic. Hey, I'm just move it. Um, hi, I'm Ginny. Uh, I had like decided that um, yes, like Katie, I also observed that yesterday was Valentine's Day. Um, I was like. I was gonna commit myself to doing like four minutes, like just talking about my love life, and then I was like, I don't know, that seems too hard. And then I was like, actually, like that's like what I like. That's like lunch. That's like every conversation I have. Um, so uh, I I typically 
uh, date guys who are like pretty socially awkward, like kind of by choice, um, not just like that. And that's not just like what's left over, which people think. And it also, yes, that is what's left over. Um, but I like it because like I like to be able to get to a level with them that they can't get to with other people because then like they're trapped. Like when we go to a party together, like they have to talk to me. Um, there's like no harm. They're going to ditch me. And and honestly, like it it makes the sex a lot nicer if it happens like after three months and it's the first time you've made sustained eye contact. Um, uh, are you guys familiar with the term sapiosexual? No. It's it's actually an option on OkCupid right now. It's it's a it's a, a sexual orientation that's defined by like being attracted to people who are intelligent, um, like that's its own orientation, which kind of struck me as odd. Like I was looking up like what constitutes an orientation and it has to be like an enduring pattern of attraction, which like kind of, I guess, I mean, I guess like in that sense you could call sabiosexual an orientation, but then are you also like, can you be like, I'm, I'm like, I'm specifically attracted to people who are physically attractive. Like that's my orientation. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. And also like if it is this like immutable uh, thing that like you can't change about someone, like if you have a friend who's upset because a guy doesn't like them, can you be like, oh no honey, like he's just a sapiosexual. Like it's not your fault. Like he just doesn't swing that way. You know, like does that, like, does that work? Like can you, yeah, can you, can you comfort people with that? Um, <laughs> Like, it's not their fault. Like, he just only likes smart people. <laughs> uh, so the reason I've been curious about this term is because I think that, like, I might be what's described as a sapiosexual. Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh. Like, I always knew there was something different about the guys I liked, and now I think I kind of had, had a way to describe it. Um, so I wanted to, like, get cured of this. Uh, not because, like, not, like... <laughs> You know, I, I would accept anyone for their sexual orientation, but personally, like, I have been hearing stories of, like, other women who actually finish, like, like while the sex is still happening. Um, so I was, like, thinking I, was, I, I should, like, try to figure out a way around this sapiosexuality situation. Um, so one of the things they do at Jesus Camp, I read, is that, like, and also they'll do this to, like, treat pedophiles. Um, like, when some, like, it, it's basically, like, a... a like it's a way to, it's like a therapy to switch your sexual orientation and it's like kind of ambiguous like whether or not it works because like people who think it's like only used in a negative way say it doesn't but then when it's like tr used to like cure pedophiles of being pedophiles they say it does and I'm like that's not really like how science works but anyway. <laughs> um, so what it is is that like uh, someone's masturbating and they're watching like whatever is actually attractive to them like they're watching that porn and then right before they finish you like swap it out for what they should be watching basically so like ah. you know if someone's like masturbating to child porn and you're trying to like teach them to not be a pedophile like the idea is that you then switch it out to someone like more age appropriate so I was like okay I can try this like I'll just start like I'll start with like C-SPAN and then like right before I finish I'll switch to like Jersey Shore mm. um, and if uh, I don't know how it's worked yet, but I'll let you guys know the results next time. Okay, I'm Jenny. Thank you. Yay! Keep it going for Jenny Hogan. Funny stuff. Don't trip, don't trip. Yay! Yay! All right. Your next comedian, he's been running the board all night. Don't worry about the music. Just run around. You're all good. He's been running the board all night. He has a new show coming up on Thursdays from 8 to 10 called The Zoo. It's going to be partially open mic, and then once a month it'll be a showcase. He's going to make you laugh right now. Put your hands together for Phil Gillies. Thank you. Um, I live in an RV. That's, yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty shameless piece of white trash, so I'll just tell you that right off the bat, I guess. Uh, the only difference really between me and a homeless man is that my box is made of steel. 
And it has wheels and it has an engine. It like really, I, I just live in a big ass car essentially. And it's the cool part is, is it's like if I want to go somewhere, I don't ever have to leave home. I just drive my house there. That's, that's what I do. But when I'm driving somewhere, it's kind of it's kind of embarrassing to get pulled over because then I have to explain to the cop like, yeah, my registration is also my current address. Uh, <laughs> And he's like, yeah, that's why I pulled you over. Your current address expired 14 <laughs> years ago. I, try, uh, gr- I, I grew up uh, in, a, in a family with a, a pretty tough mom. <laughs> she taught me not to be a mama's boy pretty much by only paying attention to me when she was going to ask me to do something. <laughs> and most of the time what she asked me to do was just to go away and be in a whole different, completely different place than where she was, which I thought was unfair. Because uh, when I told her to go away, I get in trouble. That's hypocrisy. I learned that at a, at a pretty young age. So I'd be at my friend's house a lot because their moms actually would greet me when I walked in the door. They'd be like, happy to see me. I would just be like, oh my God, is this what it's like? This is what it's like to walk into a house and like be acknowledged? And so I remember, uh, I remember one time, one of my friend's moms, uh, they, they took it a, li- a, little, a little too far. I went, I, w- I was about to leave, and on the way out, she gave me a hug and a kiss, and she said, you be a good boy now. Mm. And I got suspicious for a second. I like looked at her and thought, is she trying to be my mom right now? Because like, I'd be down for that, but I don't... Let's just keep it to the Capri Suns and Pop-Tarts for right now. You know, I'll see you next Friday. I'm going to go back home to my mom that doesn't pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, grocery store shopping. Uh, I'm single and I do it. Uh, and, and I suck at it. Uh, I went to the grocery store and I don't ever have a list, which is an essential thing, you know, if you want to leave with the correct things. Uh, <laughs> I always have to go to the self-checkout line because I was like, I'm not going to, you know, I don't, I don't need the judgmental look from the cashier when my card gets declined for like toothpaste, a turkey sandwich, and some hair gel, you know? <laughs> you know, because I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I brush my teeth after I eat, right? And then depending on how ravenous I was determines whether I have to fix my hair or not afterwards. <laughs> Anyways, that's my time. My name's Phil Gillis. You guys have a good night. Yay, Phil Gillis. Runs grease through his hair to keep it going. That's pretty. Uh, Every Thursday from 8 to 10, it's the zoo. And we're moving on with our open mic. Our next comedian is Madison D. Yay. No, no, we ran out of time for that. Yeah, we're we're out of time. Hi. I'm Madison. I haven't done stand-up in a while, so sorry. Um, I just had the best Valentine's Day ever. I ha- Thank you. I had really good sex, and Scalia died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know, have you guys seen The Wolf of Wall Street? Mm-hmm. I uh, re-saw that recently. It's a good movie. It made me really want to do Quaaludes. <laughs> I don't know. I heard Bill Cosby knows where to get some, so if any of you guys have his number. (laughs) Um, 
So I just read this article that said uh, Leonardo DiCaprio only dates women between the ages of 20 and 25. <laughs> so like most women worry about their biological clock, but right now I'm just freaking out about my DiCaprio clock. I have like <laughs> a month and a half left. Um, when I was younger, I used to get Kanye West and Cornell West confused. <laughs> like, like, well, not even confused. I thought they were the same person. I thought that there was just this like Ivy League educated, like world-renowned professor who also had a rapping career where he told kids to drop out of college. <laughs> and I thought it was so fucked up. <laughs> okay, that's all of my stuff. Thank you. Yay! Yay, Madison, yay! Welcome back to comedy with lots and lots of punchlines. We love it. Your next comedian up, very funny guy, clap wildly for Yuri Kagan. Did he leave us? He might have left. All right, then next after him was Mary Goss. Yay! That's me. Belly shirt, no. nice. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm dressed like a hot person today. Um, <laughs> that's still how I view it. I still view it as dressing like a hot person. I was not always a hot person. Um, it's really tacky to talk about, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. So in the period of like two months, I lost 20 pounds, got my braces off, and my skin cleared up. So, yeah, so that was in high school, and I have still not realized how to like act like a hot person. I feel like there's an old money, new money thing, you know, where it's just like, if you've always grown up with money, you're just like, whatever, I can't, I don't talk about this, like it's nothing. Now I cannot shut up about how hot I am. Just never, not even once. Um, and it's it's more just like the things that I can do now that since I have gotten hot, it's like people give me shit. Like people are really nice to me. Like a lot of people, like people I don't want to talk to, you want to talk to me. Um, and but I didn't learn what you're supposed to learn when you grow up uh, as a hot person, where you don't know how to talk to other hot people. I don't know how to talk to other hot people. That's thing. That's the thing you can tell of a late adopter of hotness. Because um, when someone like, like the fish guy at the farmer's market is a total dreamboat. I love him. I refer to him as dreamy fish man. He's got beautiful eyes. Um, and I recently attempted to have a conversation with him. It didn't go well uh, because I could not stop talking about the rock. Um, that's not a joke because it was relevant to the conversation. Do you know how much cod the rock eats per day? because I do, yeah, yeah. 36 ounces of cod a day. That is 2.25 pounds of cod per day. No, every single day, in addition to the rest of is his food. Is it rock cod? No, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I'm, no, this, this is a conversation that needs to happen. I'm really worried about the rock, you guys, so I can't stop talking about it. And that is the sort of thing I say to Dreamy Fishman when he tries to tell me about stuff. Um, yeah, no, it sucks. And it was a really great day for women when Scalia died. Um, super into that. Also, so Scalia died on Saturday. I got my period a week early. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have to worry about pregnancy this month for so many reasons. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I did it. Uh, I think I'm a sea witch. I think <laughs> my moon cycles 
killed Scalia, or they were just celebrating. I'm not sure. Um, but that was something I was really, really excited about. And I know, I, I do feel weird talking so lightly about death, but dude was an old bigot, and the hormones killed him. So, super into that. Um, and that's my time, I'm Mary Goss, thanks so much. Yay, Mary, super hot Mary Goss, yay. Getting, not getting free fish from cute fish guy. <laughs> Should bat those big fishy eyes at him like, oh, and see if he gives you some fish. All right, your next comedian is Ingrid Wenzel. Yay. Yay. Pam and me talked about uh, like last week how she tries to find new introdu introductions for comedians every time so she wouldn't repeat herself all the time. Now, like that you said, Connor is tall today. <laughs> that was new. And for me, first time ever, you didn't say anything, which um, I was planning on because I was talking about my uh, long distance relationship uh, with between uh, America and a country with social security. <laughs> So I'm from Germany, and my boyfriend lives here. Um, we like that long distance thing, just 8,000 kilometers, or no, 6,000 miles for you guys, right? <laughs> Separate uh, us, and it's, it's, it's coincidental because it's the same uh, moment when they found out that you can do the virtual reality dildo thing. What? Yeah, you haven't heard? I'll explain <laughs> afterwards, you know? I was at Ethan Stock again, getting hit. <laughs> no, okay. And, um, but the but how we met was kind of funny because um, I was on vacation here and I was visiting a girlfriend and I said to her before I got here, hook me up with a guy, any guy, and I'll stay forever. I said it kind of jokingly, but only kinda. And um, then um, when I got here, I was like, okay, show me what you got. <laughs> I gave you advance notice. <laughs> And she was all like bragging about how, how good of a pickup artist she is and setup artist and hooking up people. But when you hook up people, look outside your own family tree. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the first advice I would give to anyone who wants to hook up people because she wanted to hook, hook me up with her brother-in-law. Oh. Like, can you get any like closer family member, your dad maybe, you know, would make things even more awkward because that's how I like it. And... <laughs> And, um, oh, oh my God. So, <laughs> um, I never told the story before, so I'm, I don't really know where it's going other than that we are still together. <laughs> um, but, um, so it was already too late because um, she told me all about him. He's, she's like, oh, he's really cute and he likes older women. That's another thing. Never, yeah, 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 but that's another thing. Never, like, if you want me to get someone to like that person. Don't say he likes older women. Yeah. No, go, don't go there. But he, she already told him about me. She's really exotic, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's a stand-up comedian. Oh my God, I don't know how about you guys, but I hated when people introduced me to other people. She's a stand-up comedian. You know, like, I don't want them to know. I, I want to wear... <laughs> I want to surprise them and be like, <laughs> she just doesn't wear only dresses. She's also really funny. What a surprise, like a concealed comedy license, you know. <laughs> That's what I want. But it was too late and he hates stand-up comedy, which he, why is he, ne he's never here. There's a reason, not only because I suck, because he just hates the whole thing. But what, oh no, I said it and you know him or whatever. <laughs> 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 oh, whatever. So, um, 
we met, and surprise, we didn't like each other. <laughs> he didn't like me, despite I'm so exotic, and I didn't like him, despite his US passport. And <laughs> 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 uh, we hooked up anyway, you know. <laughs> I was on vacation, I didn't care as a family member of my girlfriend. I stayed the night at his place, and he slept on the couch. I took his bed, because I wanted to check out. Yeah, yeah I, it was all, you know, all like, girl, um, like Christian camp, whatever. And, um, but what brought us together was uh, very romantic, the toilet flush. San Francisco housing, like we in Germany build houses as if we have earthquakes. You guys, you just hear everything. It's so trans-audient. <laughs> he went to pee in the middle of the night and I heard the toilet flush. It woke me up. I was like, well, I kind of got to go pee too. So, and then I got back and I saw him shivering on the couch. And you know, that's how romantic love stories start, right? The <laughs> male, super like sad and depraved <laughs> and on the couch, shivering. And I was like, ah, let's go to bed, sugar. And, <laughs> and he told me recently, I was like, did you know I was going to up, hook up with you that night? And he said, no, I thought you were super nice that you took me in the warm bed. So that's why I was lying on the very corner of the bed so I wouldn't take up so much space. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I'm glad you have a girlfriend now. And um, yeah, okay, this is the start of the story. I have to make it tighter, I know. Thank you very much. Thank Yay! you. Yay, Ingrid, super funny. Wenzel, yeah, or Wenzel. I don't know how they say your name at the different places. Connell, Connor seems to, not Connor. Colin Holt seems to always do it right. Ingrid Wenzel. All right, your next comedian. I don't know his last name, but I'm sure he's going to wow us all. Put your hands together for Mike J. Yay, new guy. Clap louder because he's new. Come on. Katie, clap. Clap your hands. Good. Yes. Yay, Mike J. Hey, everyone. Can you hear me okay? Is this mic working again? Yep. Cool. So I learned something about myself recently. I used to believe that I was this, like, cosmopolitan, like, man of the world. Like, I'm not, like, a nationalist, like America type of guy. I used to think that about myself. But then, but then I took a trip to Canada recently. And did you know that they have bald eagles in Canada too? <laughs> I had just kind of assumed that they were just in America, but turns out they are you know, also worldly and cosmopolitan. And I was taking a little hike and I, I saw this, this seagull in midair next to a bald eagle and the seagull was kicking the bald eagle's ass. And I was offended. It was like it was attacking my masculinity and my Americanness or something. And th these were feelings that I, I told myself that I didn't really have. I was, you know, too progressive for that. But I got mad. I was like, come on, bald eagle. Fuck up that seagull. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Talons. So I've been working with that lately, trying to, you know, make myself more the person that I want to be and not so, you know, not so much of a hawk. I didn't mean that to be a bird pun, I promise. <laughs> I, I also have a complaint about a certain gym establishment in San Francisco. You guys may have seen the Equinox gym. It's this like really fancy looking gym. I think it's in the building of an old stock exchange, so it just looks expensive from the outside. But because apparently the big Corinthian stone pillars weren't enough, they had to hang these banners of like just naked lingerie models wearing like string cheese bikinis and these men in like neckties and banana hammocks. 
And that's just their, their whole advertising campaign is just naked people hanging from these Corinthian columns. And what I don't understand is why they're even still paying for supermodels. You could just put up a sign that says, attention douchebags, we have your cucumber scented towelettes right here. <laughs> and you know, I like cucumber scented towelettes as much as the next red-blooded American male. But I just wish advertising didn't always have to appeal to our most, basis, most base instincts. But they're probably not going to listen to me. I think the banners of naked people are going to stay. <laughs> I've uh, been reading a lot about philanthropy lately. I saw that Mark Zuckerberg just gave a lot of money to something. I don't know. It was a lot of money. Um, and Bill Gates is apparently trying to cure polio. That's great. Um, so this, you know, philanthropy seems to be growing in popularity, I think that's a good thing. But there are certain philanthropists that I'm not a huge fan of, and in particular, I think sperm donors are the worst kind of philanthropists. Because all they do is jerk off and then ask you for money. <laughs> and for that kind of treatment, I could hang out in the tenderloin. <laughs> so I'll skip the sperm donors, thanks. I'd rather have someone curing polio. Last thing I want to say is just this, this moment of, uh, of excitement I saw. There was this, this homeless guy I saw in Soma, you know, kind of down on his luck. But I was inspired by him because he discovered a way of just really seizing the day and enjoying his circumstances. And the circumstances were some construction workers were laying some concrete, some new sidewalk um, right on, I think it was Howard Street. And he kind of wanders up looking, looking around, and there's the construction worker kind of pouring in some concrete, you know, scraping it, making it nice and smooth. He pauses, looks left and right, and just jumps in it. <laughs> just, just ape shit, like would have done a cannonball were it not six inches deep, and is just like trying to splash, and he's loving it. And at first I felt a little bit bad because he's covered in concrete, but the look on his face, he, this was the best moment of his life, or at least of his week, I don't know. I wish I had any moment as exciting as that man's moment right there. And, and of course, the construction worker is terrified and just, you know, he has, he, he's speechless and he's looking at the guy, not even yelling, I don't even think he was angry, just, just you know, speechless. And the homeless guy, he, you know, he's rubbing it on himself and he looks up at the construction worker and goes, Baby, you can creep me. Thank you. Um, keep it going for Mike J. New to the room. Hopefully, he'll come back again and again. Uh, uh, Ian, you were here. Do you want to do a set? We have time for one more. Yeah. All right. Our next comedian, our last of the night. Really funny guy. Glad that he's here. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yeah. Yay. Hey, guys. Um, for Lent, I gave up uh, Catholicism. <laughs> I um no I uh I I was liking some of the jokes about uh about Scalia and I I actually wrote a joke kind of about religion and Scalia and I I don't think I'm gonna tell it because I it was like it was all about Scalia going to heaven and being surprised to find like gay people and women there <laughs> but, but but no. I, but I feel like that. I feel like telling that joke is kind of disrespectful because Scalia is definitely in hell. So that's. <laughs> um, 
I um I don't know. I'm I'm not a religious a religious person. Uh, I don't even know if Jesus was real. I can say that I'm Jewish. Like that's okay. Yeah. But uh, but no, I, I'm I'm not a particularly religious person. But I I read a lot of history, and I think there's hints. You know, they kind of sprinkle in hints about the truth there. So like if you're looking, because there's there's the time in human history where like we questioned religious ideals and you know we put science and scientific thinking above all others and we put a major emphasis on art and we called that the age of enlightenment and then and then there was like the time you know that we that we thought our rulers were picked by god and then we thought you know we we put religion among the highest like social standing we called that the dark ages <laughs> and i just think that's a little like i think it's unlikely that you know because it's either that those times were just shittier than the age of enlightenment or historians are just playing a horrible joke on us, where they're just going like, <laughs> you know the time <laughs> when everything was perfect, right? Everything worked out, you know, God cured all our ailments. <laughs> we told her that was the darkest. <laughs> oh, the time everyone was fucked. <laughs> we named it the Age of Enlightenment, so, <laughs> so fuck humankind. <laughs> um, I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I I have some weird thoughts about, about religion, I guess, because um, I uh, I always think back to in San Francisco. I was on the bus once, um, or I wasn't on the bus. I was waiting to get on the bus, and um, this guy. You might have seen those people with the signs that say like Jesus died for your sins, and he was he was telling me his message in a very artful, thought-out way, where he was about this close to my face and going, Jesus loves you! Jesus loves you! Which is the way most people tell me they love me, you know, to be fair, my mother at night. Goes, I love you, son! You know, so it's, it's very natural and normal. But, um, but I was hung up about the sign because it said, Jesus died for your sins. And I get that. But he gotta come back, and like that's a kind of shitty martyr, right? Like, is it, there's no other martyr. There's no one like if you know, like a few days after JFK died, and then like he was just there at the funeral, <laughs> like going, "Wow, this is really sad, guys. I really was a great person." We'd be like, "No, fuck you, JFK." And I just think it's this weird. And he died, and he came back not even like a long time. It was like three days after. So it kind of takes out the whole because he he wasn't dead long enough that people they the people who were crucified, they would leave to starve to death up on the crucifix. So he could have walked back, he would have had to walk back past people he was crucified with. Just be like, hey guys, and like, hey, Jesus is back. And then, you know, like, what the hell, man? We thought you were with us. And he's like, yeah, sorry guys. I got more bread to make. Um, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. Yay, Ian Levy. Great set by Ian Levy. Well, this was a scrum trilescent uh, joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Thanks to everybody who's been here. Uh, Yuri Kagan left, so we didn't get his set. But um, super thanks. Everybody clap right now for Phil Gillies. First time on the board. First time on the board, ran it like a professional. Um, you guys are going to turn into his tune into his new show on Thursdays from 8 to 10 called The Zoo. It's going to be a new open mic here at Mutiny Radio and a showcase. So we'll see you guys all this Friday, uh, hopefully, at Happy Hour at 6 or at Pamtastics at 8. And please buy your tickets now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. The website is up. You can go to mutinyradiocomedyfestival.com and see the 22 visiting comedians that are going to be entertaining you guys on this stage, along with 20... Uh, in in town comedians that you already know, like Ethan Albers and Journey Roberts Yay. and 
Everybody you know, Bodie Lane, the whole deal. Uh, all right, see you next week. Bye. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives they're smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast got it. Can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now.
brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com For the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need. And live music promotion! At some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF. Visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is 
selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. (laughs) 